Hello, everybody. <clears throat> this is Tom McCaffrey. Welcome to LE2B, Last Exit of Brooklyn. Rate and review this podcast. Join our Patreon, Last Exit of Brooklyn. Um, buy Silk City Hot Sauce. That's our sponsor. Um, go to SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use the promo code Brooklyn. You get uh, 20% off. Okay, so um, I've been following this uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Here's a little bit of um, what's going on today, I guess, to bring on like a psychiatrist or psychologist to give her testimony about um, borderline personality disorder. High functioning, successful, and you get to know them and you think they're fantastic because they're so interested in you too. And you might not realize it, but they're mimicking you perfectly. So you're really just kind of falling in love with this new friend who is being you. Um, but then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you say something that they think is offensive and you can't in, even in your wildest thoughts, understand how that could have offended somebody, but their reaction is so strong that you kind of buy into it. Gosh, maybe I did say something offensive. So basically, I think it's funny. So Johnny Depp, I guess, finished his testimony yesterday after four days. <clears throat> and now they're bringing on psychologists basically to kind of like, you know, she's talking all technical and, you know, what, what borderline personality disorder is. But the whole point of her testimony is like, basically like so um can you tell us some basically amber Heard's a cunt right like yeah yeah basically so what it is is like she, she has this disorder where she's really irrational and a cunt all the time she has a really bad personality but they're saying it in a technical term so it's like a disorder <laughs> apparently being a, an asshole bitch is a, is a disorder um but yeah, I mean, borderline personality disorder, that is a thing that's real. I actually, you know, hearing her describe it, I've heard it described in the past. I've dated a few women who, who definitely had that because it's, um, you know, when you don't know what's going on about, you know, you don't know anything about that. So it's very easy to fall for because they're very um, into you from the beginning and then they turn on you. It's uh, the whole, I, I, they idealize you and then they devalue you. Which I think is just kind of dating, you know, like, cause you know, when you date someone, you're, you don't know them, you're like, wow, they're great. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, no, but it is a disorder. But so anyway, I've been following this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial, whatever the fucking de defamation thing. And um, I wasn't like, you know, when I first heard about it, first, I didn't know it was going to be televised. And uh, this is kind of the most interesting thing either of them has been involved in recently it's the only thing i've seen johnny depp in in years <laughs> and i think it's one of his best performances no so one thing that strikes me about him is um i guess people have been talking about this so he he when he talks he he doesn't um he, he talks with like an almost like a british accent i don't know what's been going on with him but i mean you know, they've been, you know, I've been following his testimony and they go through his life and they're like, so you were born in Kentucky and raised, you know, really poor in Florida. And he's like, yes, that's right. I was born in Kentucky. I mean, I, he doesn't really sound like that, but he kind of does. He has like an affect in his voice. I'm like, how did you fucking when did you become British? That's right. Yes, I was raised in uh, the backwoods of Kentucky. Uh, we had no money. We lived in, we were trailer trash. G'day, mate. I guess that's Australian. Um, and then I, I guess he moved to France, but I guess it's a thing where, you know, they, they get, it's like a pretentious, you know, celebrity thing where they, 
they want to come off smart, so they start talking with like a British accent. I guess he lived in Europe, in France, but I mean that I don't. Do they have British accents in France? Also, like I, I don't really know. People are like, well, I guess you pick it up. You know, when you live somewhere, you pick up the accent. But I mean, every story I hear is just him sitting in his mansion, like drunk and you know throwing things at Amber Heard. First of all, like you know, they're going through this whole um, thing with the psychi- psychologist where she's basically like, yeah, she has borderline personality disorder. Like, you know, she, it's idealizing and then, you know, devaluing, you know, like, so the slightest thing that if, if they feel anything is a slight against them, they go off and they start attacking them and making a scene and because um, they have abandonment issues, which I understand. First of all, I, I did have that. I dated a girl and she had like, severe abandonment issues and um which first of all i guess i think everyone has to some extent but i guess hers are really bad because i remember one time um we were like at a bar or something and i think it was like we were hanging out with a bunch of people and i like you know we it was like there were a bunch of people there and i went to get pizza and then like she um texted me like where did you where, where are you and i was like you know drunk and i was like i don't know i went to go get pizza and then like I showed up and she was just like crying that I had like abandoned her. And I'm like, I, I left to get pizza for 10 minutes. And that was, that was a definite early red flag, but I of course ignored it. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was uh, around the time I broke up with Amber Heard. I was like, fuck this. And then it's funny. Cause you know, Johnny Depp keeps, you know he was in his testimony he's like yeah she you know she really was you know into her looks and really vain and really fame obsessed it's like you you were dating a 22 year old movie actress like really she turns out she's like a little bit fame hungry and likes attention and maybe narcissistic and vain go date a fucking you know cpa or something you don't want that like i you know I dated this 22-year-old actress, famous chick, and she turns out she was kind of into herself and a little loopy and weird. Really? 22-year-old women, yeah, they usually really have their shit together. Emotionally, they're really grounded. Oh, and 22-year-old female actresses, yeah, no, they they, they totally have their, they usually have a good head on their shoulders and uh, are stable. And... No red flags there. So anyway, listening to Johnny Depp's testimony, it was kind of, I listened to, you know, a lot of it. And uh, he's the one who brought this suit. Seems like a really big mistake to me because, um, you know, he he brought the suit against her saying that she, you know, defamed his name because she wrote an op-ed like five years ago. First of all, I, I had never heard of this fucking op-ed and she doesn't even name him. I'm not saying it's like, I mean, clearly it's him. Like, you know, she doesn't name him, but it's like, you know, she's basically like, yeah, I was with a guy. Yeah, his name was Shmani Shmeth. <laughs> and he was abusive. But she doesn't say like physically abusive. She just says like he was abusive. Maybe, maybe she says physical abusive. But like, so the thing that's, that's not funny about it, but that's, you know, whatever, ridiculous about it is um, he brought this because he's like, I can't believe she's saying that I was abusive to her. And I want to finally get my side of the story. But I guess he didn't think it through. I mean, he has to have lawyer. He, has, he had to have known about all these things that were out there. So basically, the first like 
you know, for three days, they just, the, um, the other side, Amber Heard's attorneys were basically like uh, reading text and playing audio of Johnny Depp, just literally calling her like, you know, a cunt and piece of shit and basically just reading text and, and playing audio. That was him being abusive the entire time. Like, so they'll be like, okay, so Johnny, like you, um, you say that uh, you were never abusive. Yes. I, you know, she made it all up. It's like, okay, uh, let's play that audio where uh, you call her a cunt 50 times and a whore and then um, throw a glass at her face. Like there's, there's that video where I guess, you know, he's, he's mad. And then um, he starts hitting the cabinets, like breaking the cabinets. And then like, he's right next to her and he's clear. Yeah. He's clearly wasted. And he like throws a glass into the thing and it like smashes. And then like he he catches her um, filming him with the phone and then um, grabs the phone. And, like, what is this? and so the thing is like, I, I guess his whole thing is he, um, he's like, yeah, I got mad and I like, you know, threw things and I, I broke the, you know, the cabinet, you know, and I called her all these names, but I never hit her. Like that's the line. But the thing is like, I don't think he understands that, like, you, you know, throwing things near people and calling them cunt and whore and piece of shit, you know, that's abuse there. So it's not like there's this weird thing in his head of, yes, but I never actually took my hand and, like, hit her in the face. So it's like, it's okay. And the other thing is, like, well, you know, it seems like he hated her. Because and you know, and this is the bad thing. There's so many texts out there. He's like, as the lawyer, they're just like, and they just keep reading them, you know, in front of the jury. So it's just over and over. They hear that, you know, the jury has to hear these texts where like, like Johnny Depp, like, yeah, I don't know where, you know, the, these people are, they're, uh, they're smearing my name and they're saying that I was abusive. And I'm not, I was never abusive to her, you know, like, and then they're like, all right, let's read this text. And it's like, can you read this text? And it's like, sure. Uh, I hate Amber. Uh, I really want to burn her and then fuck her dead corpse and then cut her head off and play soccer with it. Like, okay, yeah. Can you, um, can you tell us what that means? He's like, you know, that was taken out of context. There's a lot of that. But, um, And then the first part of Johnny Depp's testimony, where it was his lawyer interviewing him or whatever, going through his, his life, basically was like a, a, a long version of the show Inside the Actor's Studio. It's just basically him going through his career, you know, and almost kind of like borderline name dropping, not name dropping, but he was like, yes, and then I did, you know, again, the accent is, I mean, I don't even know how to do a Johnny Depp impression because it's basically like he sounds like a British guy. I guess he's turned into Jack Sparrow. That's all I can kind of. That, that's all I can kind of speculate. Yes, and then I did Nightmare. You know, he's like, first I grew up in the Bayou, in the backwoods of Kentucky. We had no money. We were total hicks. Then we moved to Florida. Yes, then I moved to Los Angeles, and somehow I'm British now. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? 
Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. You know, they went through like, like, so tell us about that movie you did. And it's like, yeah, I did Jack Sparrow. And then, um, first of all, so many things annoying about this. Like, I've, I've been he- kind of hearing, <clears throat> first of all, what I want to say is like, I was on his side about this whole thing. Like, I, I was like, first of all, I'm, I'm sure she's crazy. I'm sure she's out of her mind. She looks crazy. She's an actress. She's young. She just, I'm sure she's a nightmare to be around. That, that I'm sure of. Um, but at the same time, um, I, I I was on his side, but hearing all the things, I didn't know. Like, basically, he's been on drugs and drunk for like 30 years. And, you know, people keep saying, oh, my God, he looks like shit. He really hit a wall. He looks horrible now. But like, dude, for like for someone who's been, you know, drinking, you know, three pints of whiskey a day for 35 years and, you know, doing coke and pills and meth every day. You know, it's like he looks amazing for that. Like he looks, you know, he looks better than when I get back from the gym. Um, but you know, they keep playing. First of all, they're like, "Yes," and you, um, you were on a plane, is that right? And you, um, you did, you know, twelve lines of coke with Marilyn Manson, and then you were, uh, you drank two uh, pints of whiskey, and uh, you smoked five joints. And uh, you were on pills, or is that right? Like, yes, yes, that's right. Like, and um, can you tell us what uh, what happened after you did that? Yes, I remember everything. I remember every. I remember I didn't hit her. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, you, 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 you clearly were like out of your mind on drugs. Like, I'm sure you did hit her at some point. I remember everything that happened that time. I was um, on a plane, blackout drunk, and I woke up with blood all over me. Um, I, you know, I don't know. And then, you know, the, the lawyer is really smart. Cause it's like all the, these texts are like, you know, I hate you and I'm going to kill you, you know, like to her friend, I want to, I want to kill her and like bury her and like burn her to death and like fuck her corpse. And, you know, first, first of all, it's like, why don't you just get out of the relationship? Like what, what was the, why did you have to stay? I understand if you're just like a dude who maybe like you, you're married to, you know, to some hot chick and you feel like you're, you're never going to, be able to get another shit but it's like you're fucking johnny depp like why don't you just go outside and fuck anyone there <laughs> johnny depp is one of those people that i think I, I feel like there was a thing where like women were like breaking into his house you know like because they were so into him like i i know like she's hot i guess amber her but it's like just go out and get anyone else like if this chick you hate her so much and clearly there is like some kind of you know, um, emotional baggage and, you know, trauma from his childhood that he like, it, it's funny to hear that there's that Johnny Depp even has like a self-loathing thing. Like even, even Johnny Depp's miserable, you know, you would, you know, from the outside, you would look at it and be like, Oh my God, Johnny Depp must, must have it made. It must be such a great life. But, you know, then you, you hear recordings and he's just like screaming and crying and like throwing glasses and yelling at his wife and, 
writing, you know, text to his friends. I mean, I, and the other thing is like, how many, te- this guy, all he did was text to his friends. How much he hated her. And he, man, he really throws the word contract. And, and it's funny. Cause he's like, the, you know, the, the, the lawyer, Amber Heard's lawyer will read the text, you know, like, all right, I'm going to read another text. And it's like, Amber Heard is a cunt and I hate her. I hope she dies. She is the biggest cunt in the world. Did I say that right, Johnny? And he's like, yes, yes, yes you, know, you, you read that right. And then there was another part where they were like um, playing an audio and, um, you know, they're like, uh, in, in this audio, do you say, uh, uh, you know, it's like you, you say, um, I hate Amber and um, I want to punch her in the face, you know, over and over. You know, and then Johnny up be like, I, I don't think that's what I said. I think I said, I don't want to punch her in the face over and over. And they're like, and then the guy, you know, it's so smart. Yeah, Johnny Depp's so dumb because then the guy's like, oh, really? Okay, well, let's just play it again. And then he plays it again. And it's so clearly like, I want to punch Amber in the face. <laughs> like, so Johnny, we just heard the jury heard that again, that you said you want to punch Amber in the face. Okay, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. Um, and then I, I I didn't know he was doing so badly, Johnny. I guess I haven't really been following, but the whole thing is, you know, he's like, he brought this because he's like, well, the, you know, they won't let me work. Holly won't let me work. She ruined my career. But it's like, dude, I mean, you, you know, you've done like five of these awful Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I mean, you know, I, I don't even know how much money he's made, but he, apparently I was reading some articles that like, he has these horrible lawyers and business people and they, you know, he woke up one day and like $700 million was gone. First of all, how the fuck does Johnny Depp have $700 million? Where is he? Like, I know he was successful and I know those movies were big, but like, that's insane. That, that you would have 700 million. And then also like that it would just be gone. What like, it's, it's so annoying hearing about these guys, like, these you know these celebrities and they have all this money and then they're they're it's always like and then they woke up and all the money was gone and you're like how and then now he's like she won't you know i can't work she's ruined my career it's like dude you had 700 million dollars what what you know you want sympathy for me why, why didn't you put why didn't you put away like a hundred million you should have put that away maybe like put it in a brokerage account for a little while Maybe stop, you know, doing meth for a couple of weeks so that you you know what's going on with your money. Like, I know you're crazy and everything, but it's like, you don't have to be like a, you know, a fucking CPA to be able to like, look what's going on with your money. Just be like, like, call your finance guy and be like, hey, um, so I have $800 million, right? Yes, that's right. Um, So can we take a hundred million of that? And it's just, I don't know, put it in an IRA or something so that I just kind of have that, like. Sure, yeah, Johnny, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he was doing it. I think he was just kind of, you know, shooting ashes of people's ashes out of a cannon. That what was that? That was the thing. I just feel like the the more that comes out about it, and the more he insists on, you know, putting out there, um, the worse he comes off. I guess he's just, you know, looking at. It, I guess he's just completely. I mean, obviously, he's out of touch with, you know, what's going on and the perception of him that he's just this person who's completely lost his mind. I'm going to play a little bit more of this psychiatrist who's basically on the stand and in technical terms, basically saying Amherst is a bitch. And you feel bad about it. So that sophisticated version, they can be a little bit more calculated in the way they present. They tend to kind of hit you where it hurts a little bit more. And they can be actually very, very destructive. 
what conclusions were you able to draw about Ms. I don't know if you can hear this, probably not. From her testing. Well, from her testing and from her presentation, she's, she was very likable, but her testing in particular um, showed that she approached it in a manner that, uh, remember I told you about those, those scales. The other thing is all I can, when I look at her now, I just, all I see is someone take a dump on a bed. That's that, like, that's another thing. How do you just even get past that? When, um, first of all, if you're dating someone and they take a dump in the bed, I'm like, that, that's it. I, I can't, this is over. I don't think this is working. You know, like, why not? What's, what's wrong? I don't know. You took a dump on the bed. I mean, it's disgusting. Just <laughs> like, oh, oh, really? What are you going to do? Good luck. Good luck finding someone else. Yeah, well, I'm Johnny Depp. So basically, I'll just walk outside. I mean, like at the trial, whatever, the courthouse, there's like chicks yelling about how great he is. Um. I don't know how much longer this is going, but I don't know. People have been talking about this a little bit, but I feel like this was such a huge mistake because, like I said, I think Johnny Depp had this thing in his head. He doesn't know the law. I'm a lawyer, and he doesn't know the law, and he doesn't understand um, that even if you just never... like, There's no tape of him actually hitting her, but the picture that they're painting... Oh, there's another thing. They... um. Like he cut his finger. There's this big thing where like he cut his part of his finger off. He keeps saying he cut his finger, but I think it was like he cut that the the um, the tip of it off or something. And um, the story, you know, is that she threw a bottle at him, and that's how it got cut off. Which I don't understand how that happens. If throwing a bottle and hitting someone's finger cuts it off, I mean, I guess maybe if it shattered near his finger, but. They're trying to claim that he cut it off. And, you know, like I said, every story that they have is basically there's videotapes of him um, or not video audio tapes of him just like clearly wasted. And every there's all these stories and all this evidence that he's just like. You know, like, it'll be like, here's a text to Marilyn Manson. It's like, hey, man, that was so amazing last night when we had, you know, five bottles of whiskey and then did coke all night and uh, took pills and, you know, Vicodin all night. Man, that was so much fun. It's like, clearly, this guy is out of his mind on drugs. So it's it's not really, you know, out of the realm of possibility that, you know, he might have act, you know, cut his own finger off at some point. And then there's another thing where like they have audio of him like holding a knife and he's threatening to stab himself and she's basically like, "No, no, no, don't please don't stab." And it's it's, you know, it's it's ridiculous. It's absurd. She's like, "No, please don't stab yourself with that knife." And he's like, oh, "No, no, I'm going to It's like you know, dude, it sounds like you cut your finger off. I don't know. It's, it's, it doesn't seem that crazy that you might have done that. Um, but so I guess when he and then there, there's audio of him saying he cut his finger off. Like he's like, he's like, Amber, remember when I cut my finger off? Like, you know, and then they'll play that audio to him, you know, in the in court. He's like, yeah, well, I was just protecting her. And they're like, yeah, but you're talking to her alone. Why are you just saying it to her alone? Um, so. I guess when he did that, he also dipped his finger that he just cut in paint and he started like drawing or writing words on the walls and the mirrors, like messages to her. And like, um, 
and that's when I was like, all right, dude, this is this was a bad idea because it's like he's like, yeah, you know, I, I brought this suit because I didn't, you know, the world. I need to sh- to share my side and show that I was never abusive to Amber. I never did anything to hurt her, you know. I was always so loving, and then the, the lawyer's like, okay, so um, what's this picture right here? This is from when you um. Uh, wrote on the walls in blood um, abusive messages like you know it's like can you read what that says and it's like Amber you're a whore in blood on the walls like yes that's when I was really upset it's like okay so you're writing Amber you're a whore in your blood on her wall I mean that seems abusive that seems a little excessive to me like if I if I had a friend and they were like, yeah, I'm dating someone and they uh, I think they're they're kind of abusive. Like, oh, why would they do last night? Um, they they wrote um, in blood on the walls that I'm a whore. Yeah, that's abusive. That seems that seems not healthy. But I never hit her. <laughs> I think that's what he thinks abuse it you know as long as you never physically take your hand and hit them in the face i never hit her i just wrote disparaging comments on the wall in my blood i mean that would like kind of freak me out um also if you're doing that again it it seems like you have the capability of maybe like getting mad and hitting someone and then you know they keep playing video or audio of him um breaking things in a rage you know because he he has a history of just breaking things like that's that that's been going on since like the like the 90s he was like it was kind of part of his like um shtick this is how how much how much things have changed since the 90s like in the 90s johnny depp was known for like destroying hotel rooms and he would go on interviews and like on you know letterman and stuff and talk about it and it was kind of like funny like oh god it's so great just like break he's destroys hotel rooms like he was like a rock star but now it's just kind of like yeah you're kind of like an old drunk guy maybe you shouldn't just be destroying things and also like is it so strange that you might if you're a guy that gets so violent that you just destroy hotel rooms that maybe, you know, you kind of lost your cool at one point and like slapped someone. Like, no, I had the, I had the state of mind while I was destroying that entire hotel room, not to direct my anger at a person. I was always very controlled in my, in my rage and um, tirades destroying property it was only piece pieces of wood um yeah so uh he totally so anyway i I, like watching it out like yeah he totally probably did it oh and what i was saying is like i think he looks in the same way that like I mean, this might not be the best analogy, but, you know, like when someone will be present at like a rape or something and they'll be like, yeah, I was there and like whatever, but I didn't like do it. I didn't have sex. with So I didn't rape anyone. But it's like, yeah, but, you know, you don't physically have to rape the person to be, you know, complicit in the rape. So I think he thinks because he's not actually physically punching someone in the face that he's not being abusive or, and also I, you know, I don't think he understands like in a civil, in a civil, you know, torts, um, 
assault for an assault to happen they don't need to actually make physical contact it's just the the other person has to feel uh reasonably uh that they were in threat of harm like if they reasonably feel like they were in threat of being harmed then that's an assault battery is when they actually like if they hit you that's like the battery But I would say if I was, you know, in a room with someone and they were just breaking things and throwing glasses, you know, next to me and, sh and shattering them and writing in blood that I was a cunt and and then, you know, texting their friends like, oh, I, I want to burn her and I hope she dies. And, you know, like th th there was something he wrote to someone like, let's burn her and then bury her body and then have sex with it or something like that. Like, yeah, that seems that sounds abusive to me. So I, I don't think if I was, you know, dating someone like that, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, it's it's totally fine. They just every day they they just text their friends that they want to burn me alive and have sex with me after I'm dead. But really, I mean, that, that's what you want to do. Like, why don't you just go bang anyone else in the world? No, it has to be her. She's really hot. You know, and then, the, yeah, like, that's the most annoying thing, too. The whole, like, well, I can't work anymore. Well, I mean, you know, you, sh you shouldn't put away a million. First of all, I, I read somewhere, I think he still has, like, 300 million. So just relax, all right? And all this is doing is, like, putting it more on display, all the horrible things that he did. Like, when I when I listen to it, and they're playing all these these audio clips and, these, and putting up all these texts, I'm like, wow, he really was crazy. I didn't know he was such a nightmare. And then, like... He's talking about some movie he did, Black Mass, and he's just like, yeah, I was drunk and high the whole movie. I'm like, wow, really? That's ins I mean, it's not insane, but... Um, and then he made some comment like, I would never do another Jack's, another Pirates movie, not even for $300 million. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that. I don't think uh, Disney's really going <laughs> to be offering you any parts at this point after the... After the um, 10 day tv trial where you uh every day or uh they're reading text where you're calling someone a cunt and that you want to murder them and cut their head off like hey johnny would you do this movie for 300 million yeah no not it. it's like first of all yes you would you you would do it for 300 million dollars like it's not going well. Well, that, that's the other thing. He's like, well, you know, I, they won't let me work. No one will let me work. So I need to do this. And it's like, you know what? I wouldn't even do that movie for 300 million. Well, then what's the point of this? If you, if you wouldn't do, if you wouldn't work again for a lot of money. So why are you bringing this? They, you said they won't let you work. And the whole point is to get work. Like, they're not letting me work. Hey, will you do this for 300 million? No. Uh you're smart. <laughs> I am smart. I guess no one can tell him anything because he just he's been, ha had everything work out so great for so. It's like I said early on. It's so funny. Like his entire life's just been like a home run, like at every turn, and he's just still miserable. Like he just and the you know the the tapes that they're playing are from when like things are going great. You know, like it's like. Let's play this tape from when you were filming Pirates of the Caribbean Part 2 and living in a mansion in England with your hot 22-year-old uh, wife 
and you had uh, all the money in the world. And then it's just him, like a tape of an audio of him drunk, going like, fuck you, bitch. Like breaking the cabinet. Like, you know, like, so why did you break uh, the, everything in the room? I was having a bad day. What do you mean you were having? Why? What was, what was the problem? Everything was going great. Like, I should be doing that every day, not you. And I don't know, does that seem normal? Like someone who's basically like learned that, oh, if I if I'm ever mad, I should just break things. You know, like that doesn't seem like a very healthy way to um deal with your anger and rage. Just, yeah, you know, just just break everything in the, that's around you. And the problem is no one uh, there were there were no consequences. You know, what I mean, it was just like everyone was like, oh, that's so great. Like no one around him was like, hey, stop doing that. Stop breaking everything in the room i don't know why she felt like in fear of me you know whenever i had a bad day i just would you know destroy the everything in the room i would just break the cabinets and throw glasses next to her head but the glass never hit her head it got near it um so yeah that's that oh yeah there's another quick thing um so I guess Elon Musk, the big news, Elon Musk bought Twitter and everyone's like up and up. I don't, I haven't really been following this. I don't know why it's that big a deal. I don't really, I'm, I'm not on Twitter that much. I'm on it, but I mean, I don't, I barely partake. But everyone's like kind of like freaking out. They're like, oh my God, he's going to ruin Twitter. Like really, I mean, like, is it, is, I feel like Twitter is already kind of on its last legs and not doing right. Like wasn't Twitter already just kind of a horrible place? Like anytime you go to Twitter, it's just kind of like, people ranting and rage, you know, raging about things and they're really mad and saying horrible things. Like, is he really going to hurt the brand at this point? <laughs> like, it's kind of like if he bought fucking, you know, Arby's or something like he's going to destroy the Arby's brand, the integrity of Arby's He's going to, he's going to drag it down to the gutter. I mean, like Arby's is still like a restaurant, but I just like, I, I haven't been to Arby's in like, I don't know, 10 years. And I have no interest in going. There. I don't know anyone that goes there. I just keep seeing those horrible commercials where they're, they're like, almost like they're supposed to be funny, I think, but I don't know if they're intentionally funny, but they just, um, and this is the thing I was watching an Arby's commercial. And then I was watching, another, I think it was like KFC or something. And like, I don't know who's in charge of their, they're advertising or branding but like the food looked disgusting in the ad like i think it was kfc they had these like nuggets that like like barbecue chicken nuggets or something and you know they were doing that thing with like you know they're flying in the air in slow-mo and they're like listening and they just looked gross like i remember being like this is the best shot you have of the food it just looks disgusting and then so you can just imagine what it looks like when you get there I haven't been to, I haven't had fast food in a while. It's just like, I, you know, I live in New York city and, you know, fast food in New York city is just a different experience. It's just like, for some reason, the, the fast food here is just worse than anywhere else. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like you go to McDonald's or Taco Bell and it's just like, the food is like shittier than when, like Taco Bell and McDonald's somewhere else. It's like, it's like they're shipping the bad food to New York. Cause I've had Taco Bell in like California and it's like good. It's like better. Like the, the food looks good or you go to anywhere like outside of New York city for McDonald's and like the, the food is like, 
it, it's presented better. It looks better here. The other thing is you go in like a fast food place here. It's like, there's just, there's like homeless dudes there and they're just like asleep and, and they, they're not um, enforcing anything. No, no one there cares. There's people begging for change and people like, like gangs hanging out. It's just like, literally there. I feel like McDonald's is where like gangs go to like have gang meetings. Um, and I think it's getting worse here. Like the homeless problem is, is getting worse. Like they're a lot more, um, there's like a, they're like emboldened here. Like they're, they, they'll, there's a lot more homeless dudes I've noticed. And I think it is getting more dangerous. The only thing, you know, I've had, I've heard people complaining about, oh, it is getting, it's, it's more dangerous and scary. But the thing is like, I grew up in the eighties here. So like, this is nothing. When I was growing up, it was like the worst it ever was. And I'm not, I mean, I think in 89 or 90, they said the murder rate was the highest it had ever been. By the late 80s, when I lived here, it was just, it was like, I mean, I wasn't, I was aware of it, but like looking back on it now, like when you're in it, it's not, you don't notice it as much. You're just kind of like, oh, this is what the city is and always was. But I mean, looking back on it from what it became, I mean, it was insane. You literally, it was like a threatening place, like going on the train in the late eighties, early nineties was like, Oh, this, like some bad shit could happen. So it's like, I think about that. I have PTSD definitely from that because like, you're like 15, 16 years old and you're just constantly in, you know, in fear for your life every day. Um, And then, you know, now when I hear people like, now it seems a little more dangerous. Like, you know, shootings are up. There was a little bit of that. You know, like, I think there were like 20 shootings, which I mean, I, it is up and it's bad, but I definitely, it was way worse when like, like when I was growing up, it was like, you, you basically got shot every day. <laughs> it was just kind of like implied or like assumed like you might get shot. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. And it's funny too, because I, um, I, you know, I didn't really think of this, but I feel like th- and th- there was no like way for your parents to, you know, back then th- th- there was no way for your parents to know what was going on with you. No one had cell phones. And so, so when you left for the day, it was just kind of, it must've been terrifying to be a parent. I, I guess you just kind of had to like, you know, get used to the idea or accept the idea that like something bad might happen, just kind of let it go. And, um, but it was, it was literally like every day, like, okay, good luck out there. The most dangerous place in the world. I hope you make it back. Um, and then I remember like, there were times when like my parents would get mad at me, like, you know, you're great. It's like, you're not that good. I'm like, oh, really? I'm literally going, I'm literally living in a war zone. Really? My, my grades are slipping a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's because every day I'm terrified of dying and being harassed on the train by gangs. <laughs> Really, my English great. Yeah, I got a B minus. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because every night I'm like, because I'm like hiding under my bed every night. Like you go, you know, you you live with you go to school in the middle of that. Like I had gangs like coming. I went to an art school and like they targeted us because we were like known as like the wimpy school, even though we weren't that wimpy a school. But you know, comparatively, we were like a wimpy school, but. My school was right next to that the school called uh, Martin Luther King High School, and um, that was a bad school. They were really bad kids, and like we were right, and we were in art school, and they would fuck with us all the time. I remember, like on the bus, like I like 
accidentally stepped on someone. That was a thing in the eighties. Like if you accidentally stepped on someone's shoe, they just would like, they would almost beat the shit out of you. Yeah. That was like a problem. That was like something you had to, that was like a thing you had to worry about. Like, Oh, I accidentally stepped on someone's shoe. Oh, they're going to murder me now. That was like in the movie, do the right thing that happens. I think it's John Carlo Esposito. Like someone steps on a sneaker and he's going to beat the shit out of him. That was like a thing that really happened. That happened to me on the bus once with Martin Luther King kids. Um, so all right, I think that's it. I got, I got to go. All right. Well, um, rate and review this podcast and do all the other things and uh, we'll see you next time. Oh